Joshua Cribbs turns disaster into a score! Ugly, misformed little creature who has no purpose here, no meaning. I am a human being. Wash it down with one beer, two beers, three beers, a shot of whiskey, a margarita, and a bloody berry. And I said, Stone Cold, why have one when you can have them both? Swung out and drilled. Deep right center. Away back. Gone for Tony. Irving and Curry, one-on-one. Irving puts it up. And now, Any Given Podcast with your hosts, Brendan Ward and Ethan Simpson. Hello and welcome back to another fantastic episode of Any Given Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Ethan Simpson, sitting across the internet from Brendan Ward. How's it going today, Ethan? It actually looks like you're having yourself one fantastic day. Look at that sun behind you, man. I don't know what you're I don't know what you're talking about. Sun here in northeast Ohio. There is a snowstorm going on. It is 30 degrees in Kent. I am freezing. Freezing. My man is freezing. He's so cold, he's got the cutoff Cadillac Williams going on right now. So, hey, sometimes you got to do it. Yeah, you're a better man than me. I'm sitting inside in some sweatpants and a shirt. You're lucky I don't have the hoodie on. It's that cold. But some reason, Ohio decided this week we were going back to heavy snow. You know, so I guess we just got to deal with it. But, you know, you know how it works. It's supposed to be 80 by Saturday. So we'll be all right. <laughs> we'll be all right. Oh, yeah. Just might not be able to golf this weekend. Uh, let's go on and get into what's trending, get into the show. Only, only. There's not really that much this week. It's a slow week in sports. There's a couple things we could talk about. One of the things I want to talk about is spring football, and more specifically, the United States Football League. Uh, it's an older league. They they had they had some time uh, in in the '90s where they where they had some teams. So they make their uh, I called it the debut in our thing, but but I guess technically it's their long awaited return, uh, and. I, we both caught it yesterday. Uh, I didn't catch the debut game on Saturday night. Had other plans, and the, but we both were kind of just at the houses yesterday, at our respective houses yesterday, and we caught a little bit of it. Uh, Michigan played Houston at noon yesterday. What did you like about the United States Football League that kind of all these other leagues didn't do, maybe, or that they did do, and the United States Football League decided this is the way to go with it, and this is how we're going to keep it. Yeah, what I liked about that the USFL did compared to the AAF and the XFL was they spread the teams out more. So you have more of a wider variety of cities than you did with the AAF. I mean, obviously, you still have uh, the Birmingham teams and whatnot. You still have teams down in Texas, the Tampa Bay teams and whatnot. But they went up to Michigan. They went a few other places which I like, uh, they they went more in depth with their teams. They brought in actual mascots. They let the fans 
vote on it a little it was a little more inclusive with the fans than say the AAF and obviously what I liked about it the same with the other leagues is we get to watch football in the spring you can't beat that you know say my rays aren't on hey why don't we toss on why don't we toss on some football you know basketball season starting to come down to a close there's not games every night toss on some football I think that was, that's kind of my favorite thing about the USFL is I think for the last few years, and even though the XFL had the pandemic that folded it and the AAF didn't finish their first season, we've it, things have been shown that fans are desperate for this spring football. We, 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 there's so much stock and so much money made between August and February for the NFL but there's also six months, six other months in the year where there's just no football going on. Sure, I guess if you're a diehard, you can tune into spring games. But I don't live in Columbus where I watch the Ohio State Buckeyes spring game and get it locally. I don't, or I can't catch a Michigan spring game local here in Ohio. I can't catch all these other teams. So I think it's good that we've got this game structure, and we're watching two teams go at it. Like you said, a normal football game. And I agree with you. The rollout for this league is why I think it will succeed. Like you said, they did. They, they engaged fans. First of all, when they first announced it, they started engaging fans. They, they, they engaged fans on what color schemes might be best. They asked fans what team names might be best. They, they asked them locations and stuff like this. And, and I think there's only room for growth. You're telling me Cleveland fans won't get behind a spring football team because they absolutely will. Even if it's like not Cleveland, even if it's Canton, Kent, Akron, somewhere in the Cleveland or surrounding area that gets that team. I think there would be support for it because this league has decided that it's not about what we want to do. It's not about let us set this precedent and then everyone falls in line. If they like our product, they like our product. This league is very much about asking the fan what they want in their product. Like you said, uh, even though some of them ended up with terrible names, like Jersey Jerry, I think is the one uh, terrible name, uh, but we don't have to get into the names. They still ask those fans and let those fans vote on the name of that. It's it's so much. You've complained about Slider, the the, the Cleveland baseball club's, mascot for 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 the last decade two decades or so i don't really know when slider first started but you can't tell me as a fan of the then indians when slider first started any fan would have been like yeah that's our mascot no is it the the organization decided that here they let the fans decide who their mascot was sure they might have had like an idea like the the birmingham stallions are gonna go with a with a stallion they're not. They're not going to bring out a little horse, or 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 a or a Mustang or a Bronco. They're going to want a white horse. There's certain things you can't get away from just because it's in the team name, but to let them name it, to let them pick colors. I think they did. Like you said, they did well at spreading it out. AAF was mostly East Coast, and then they sprinkled in a Texas team. They 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 they've spread this around. My next question is, was can they succeed where other spring leagues have failed? Uh, obviously we've had two show up and 
The Rock, Dwayne Johnson's trying going to try to bring the XFL back next year. And I think he's doing a lot of things right, like like partnering with the NFL Alumni Association and stuff like that. But can the USFL succeed where where others just haven't? Because we haven't been able to keep a consistent spring football league. And, and it starts with having a second season. Yeah, the XFL, as you mentioned earlier, their season got cut short because of the pandemic. They were actually riding, you know, pretty strong there. And that just has to go back to the 90s with the XFL and uh, and the WWE connection. Obviously, it was a big plus that The Rock was in charge of it. And uh, the AAF, the thing with the AAF was it was just it was kind of just thrown together. You know, there wasn't. There wasn't as extensive planning because the USFL and the XFL, they've been talking about bringing that back for years now. And they actually went in and planned it out. Like the XFL, they were smart. They got Oliver Luck as their commissioner. They got a real NFL football guy, a real football guy in there doing all that. I think the AAF, I'm going to repeat myself here, was thrown together. Um, they obviously tried to sell tickets by bringing in guys like Manziel, who obviously couldn't. He was clearly so far down the line at that point that he wasn't competing. He was. They picked him up when he was riding the bench in the Canadian Football League and expected him to come out and start or at least sell jerseys. Yeah, uh, I think a lot of it, and, and to go off of what you said about Oliver Luck is probably that name recognition. Like you said, you look back at the nineties, you remember the XFL from Vince McMahon and the extreme names and just the cutting edge of rough football that it was. And it's not going to come back and be that, but you remember that the XFL was a thing. You remember the USFL was a thing. The AAF, like you said, thrown together, didn't really do this, this, really like full on effort to bring in these anybody that had name recognition until like you said, it was too late. And the guy they decided to bet on was Johnny Manziel. Like that was like, and I get like when it comes to marketability, he's still making, making profit off of his name. He still is. So I get that there's probably some marketability to bringing him in but not into a football league where you're expecting him to be the star because Johnny Manziel can no longer be a star on the football field. It just doesn't happen. It's not going to happen. And, and, but so I do agree that the, 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 the effort put into the Oliver Luck in the XFL, the USFL has a couple pretty big name, former head coaches that are coaching for them in the USFL They've got some front office guys that are also former NFL guys, just like The Rock, like I said, recently announced for next year's XFL. There's some big name people that are going to be coaching football teams for, for 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 the XFL. Heinz Ward is one of them. Pittsburgh Steelers are not. It's a it's a recognizable name. Wade Phillips, who 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 is arguably one of the greatest defensive coaches to ever coach in the NFL, is going to be a head coach in the XFL. So 
I think the USFL is here to stay for sure this year, but when it comes to competing with the XFL, we will see because one of them's going to have to win out. I don't think they both succeed. Yeah. And, and I hope that PFT has been training, getting that leg ready because he didn't look too bad when he tried out for the defenders. He was hitting those, those uh, 20, 25 yard uh, field goals. So let's hope he's been training. Yeah. I'd love to see him on the field. I'd definitely get one of those jerseys. For sure, I'd give him a shot, right? Like, I watched a couple missed field goals yesterday and was like, I mean, PFT probably would have made that. And that's what you need. I I know it's a little gimmicky, if you want to say that, and it's less outside of football, but we're still getting that football game structure. But if I could also tune into a football game that has PFT kicking a field goal, right? you you sold me. It's the reason these stupid-ass super fights when you've got Logan Paul in the ring with Floyd Mayweather, it's the reason they sell fights because all these little tight kids are like, oh man, Logan Paul's in a boxing ring. Daddy, get me this. So it, so it gets sold. Yeah. Put PFT in as a kicker. I guarantee you people like us are going to tune in. And, and what they're, what they should be using the XFL and the USFL as is their farm systems for the NFL. Who's going to come up, use them, I mean, obviously you have your practice squad still, but you use that as scouting, just like minor league baseball. And what do they do in minor league baseball? They do gimmicks like that all the time. Why can't we have 32 USFL or XFL teams, one to match each organization in the NFL and, and have a full minor league system? There are enough football players in America or the world that you could do a minor league system and it's only going to allow these players, as long as the product on the field continues to progress, it's only going to allow these players to progress into what we see the NBA and, like you said, Major League Baseball's minor league systems do. Yeah, and and you have a team, like you were saying earlier, you have a team in Canton, you have a team in or in Akron or something, because they have, in Akron, they have InfoCision Stadium. In Canton, they have the Hall of Fame field. Yeah. Hall of Fame field barely gets used. It gets used for... High school football and the Hall of Fame game. It's like seven what? games a year. And it's, yeah. and it's a ridiculously expensive stadium. Right. Or you use it for that fake team that went up against IMG. Right. You, or you have that ESPN game where, was it Bishop, Bishop yeah, Sycamore they, was the name, yeah. I think? Yeah. And they played IMG. IMG's down here in Florida, actually right down the road. So, and they played... IMG is one of the top academies in the country where you go to school just to play sports. I mean, I guess there's a reason they won that game in a blowout. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, Jose Ramirez went to that school to play baseball. I didn't know that. That's, that's a nice little tidbit right there that you just brought out of your ass. Cause I didn't know Jose Ramirez went to IMG. I know, uh, LaMelo Ball went to that one weird-ass school in Ohio that's just a sports school. What was that called? Do you remember? Uh, it was close to IMG. It was like IGA or something like that. Right, one of those AAU schools. Yeah, that's pretty much, hey, these guys are going here on scholarship because they're good at this sport. Once they're done, it's almost it's almost like professional high school athletes. Yeah, in, just in like – Just like you have St. Vincent, St. Mary, you have St. Ed's, you have all those schools, St. Ignatius, 
those schools, those are, those schools are pretty much just the factories for call or for high school football players. That's why Ohio is one of the big uh, high school football factories because you have those schools and those schools are allowed to recruit players yeah. because it's a private school. They're allowed to send recruits out there, unlike a public school where you have to live within yeah. that school district or, or open enroll. And nobody, yeah. if you're outside of the school district, there's not some guy campaigning for you to open enroll at their school. If you choose yeah. that school, you choose that school. And then you have to go through the open enrollment. Absolutely. I always like we had we had Elyria Catholic here and they're 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 not really on the on the level of of a St. Ed's or a St. Ignatius, but it was always the same thing. You've got these kids that you grew up with in Lorraine or Vermilion or Elyria that you saw and you were like, all right, they've got some talent when we're in high school that's really gonna pay off for us. Might have even been been on the same team in like middle school or or for youth football. And then when you're in high school all the guys that are stuck in a public school, they just can't make the team that that Elyria Catholic could have made that was able to bring all the players from Lorraine, Elyria, Vermilion, Avon, the top of the tops, and put them together. Now, Avon is a public school that somehow is consistently at the top there, but that's just because they've got the money to spend, I think. Uh, But we don't need to talk about high school football. I think the USFL will succeed for sure this year because it's the only one left. Sta- it's the only one standing. We'll see what what the XFL and the and how, which which one kind of is left standing after next year when they both try to go at it head to head. As long as the USFL decides they're coming back, I don't really want to keep trading. I want one. I want a football league, a spring football league, but I don't want to keep trading them back and forth. Give give right. me give me one consistently. I'll absolutely become a fan of a team. Probably not the Michigan Panthers or the Pittsburgh Maulers because I just can't see myself doing it, especially with Shea Patterson being their quarterback. Uh, and Paxton Lynch is another guy that just brings up heartbreak, oh, heart, oh, gives me heartburn because the Dallas Cowboys almost sold their soul for that guy. And now he's in the USFL. <laughs> Yeah, I was. I wanted. I wanted Paxton Lynch on the Browns. I'm not gonna lie. I was a big advocate for him. Six seven. Oh no, yeah. The, he, I, and, uh, that's why it gives me heartburn. Yeah, because like you said, he's. See, would you say six seven? All yeah. the tools to be that prototype Josh Allen type of guy, and he just wasn't. Right. He just wasn't. But moving on to 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 basketball, the NBA playoffs are finally set. They've actually already started. Uh, I'm not going to get into the details of the first games because we'll, we'll talk about the end of the series next week because it's we do once a week. There's no sense in talking about one game because by the time we release this, everybody will have already played. Some will have even played two games. Uh, you got the number one Phoenix Suns over in the West. Over in the West. Let's, let's start there. You got the number one Phoenix Suns taking on the number eight New Orleans Pelicans after the Pelicans ended up knocking the Clippers out of the playoffs on Friday night last week in that final play-in game. And then you've got the number two Memphis Grizzlies with John Morant leading against the number seven Minnesota Timberwolves, who beat the Clippers uh, last Monday to to seal their spot in the playoffs. You got the Golden State Warriors, the three seed, playing Denver, the six seed. I do know the Warriors already took game one in that series. And then you got the number four Dallas Mavericks 
playing you the number five Utah Jazz. However, Luka Doncic is out indefinitely and probably won't play this series. So I'm not sure that's going to be much of a matchup against a fully healthy Utah team who last year was the number one seed in the West, just kind of underachieved. You got you got something? I, no, was just, I mean, I was just going to kind of go list off the East and then we'll kind of talk about yeah. what we think. And then in the East, you got the Miami Heat at the one seed facing off against the Atlanta Hawks. Miami actually blew out Atlanta Sunday night. Uh, the Atlanta Hawks get in after beating the Cavs uh, with, with a great second half from Trey Young on on Friday. Uh, and then you got the number two seed Boston Celtics facing off against the number seven seed Brooklyn Nets. Boston did win game one. We'll get into Kyrie's finger wave into the to the fans and and his comments in, in just just a little bit because that's one of the things I want to talk about. Uh, you got the number three Milwaukee Bucks defending champions against Chicago at the number six seed. Chicago was kind of before injuries, hanging around hanging around that one two three spot ends up falling to six. And then you've got the Philadelphia 76ers who prior to getting James Harden were the, uh, the number one seed and then ended up falling number four. They're going to go ahead and play the five seed Toronto Raptors. So, so with that all being said, kind of listing that off, what do you think is going to happen here? If you had to pick, what are your Eastern conference final matchups? What are your Western conference final matchups? And then, what do you? Who do you think plays in the finals? Yeah, I can see for the Western Conference. I definitely could see it possibly going um, like Phoenix, Golden State, or possibly a Phoenix um, Utah matchup there. Yeah, I I, I agree with you. Uh, I would really say it's. It's it's if when Golden State wins round one, it's who they play in round two. If they play Memphis or Minnesota, then yeah, I think Phoenix might have trouble with Memphis or Minnesota. If Golden State plays Utah and Phoenix plays Memphis or Minnesota, I think you're absolutely correct. Western Conference Finals is probably going to be Warriors Suns. If I had to pick two teams. And as long as it works out with the bracket and how, how the matchups work and they don't play each other in the second round, then I think your Western Conference Finals is Golden State, Phoenix. Yeah. Just two teams that have been there. You know, all these other teams, New Orleans is young. Memphis, John Morant's a superstar, but they're still young. Minnesota barely got in. Denver still missing Jamal Murray, despite the fact that Nikola Jokic is an MVP-type player. Might not beat out, about it, beat out and beat for it this year. Dallas without Luka, I don't think, has a single shot in this first round. Uh, Utah is a very good team and healthy, but also they tend to they tend to screw up in that second round of the playoffs. And if they're playing a team like Golden State, that with their three guys that have been there before, as you know, as a Cleveland fan, it's hard to it's hard, um, um, even if you hate them, it's hard to hard to deny that they've got the experience and they've got the team to. See him to go to the Western Conference Finals. How about in the East? In the East, uh, I'm definitely going to put Miami. Probably, I would say like a Miami-Milwaukee matchup. Yeah? Okay. Okay. Uh, 
I think I agree with you, but unfortunately, I don't agree with you because I don't think Miami's worth worth its weight in salt. I don't think they're that good. I know they're or, but or I would toss in probably I would toss the Nets in there if not Miami. I got you. I think that if they, as long as they don't play each other in the second round, that conference finals could be a Bucks Nets conference finals. But I truly think that if Boston pulls that series out, they can take themselves all the way to that conference finals matchup with probably Milwaukee. They've already won game one over the Nets. Uh, So as long as they can keep it up, I don't think they can. I think the Nets end up winning that series, but really whoever comes out of that Boston Brooklyn series, I think is probably one half of the Eastern conference finals to me, Philly, Philly could Philly. If they, eke out a series win against Milwaukee could be in there, but I would say Milwaukee, Brooklyn, like you said, to go off of Miami. Uh, for sure. And then, so, so who do you have, who do you think goes to the finals? We won't talk win yet because playoffs, playoffs change teams. And I don't want to guess a team that had a good regular season because that's not always what it's about. We'll get in the finals who we think is going to win the finals when they're set. But which two teams do you think make the finals? I would put Phoenix or Golden State. One of those two guys are going to end up. Those two are just the powerhouse out in the West. And as you mentioned, or uh, Dallas without those guys is just, uh, without Luka is just a, a mediocre team. They're 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 squeaking in the playoffs. Um, so yeah, one of those two out of the West. I'm, I I'm just it, it's tough. If they have Clay playing at the level he's been at, it's it's gonna be it, it's gonna be Golden State coming out just because Clay Thompson is obviously the better basketball player on that team over Steph. That's just a fact. He's a better all-around player. I th- all around for sure. I think when it comes to like big-time games too, Steph will in a in a regular January game will destroy you and go for sixty points. But in an NBA Finals game, you better pass that damn ball to Clay Thompson because because yeah. that's 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 who's the kind of more clutch of the two for sure. So you think Golden State may be out of the West. Who, who do they play in the finals out of the East? You told me Milwaukee, Brooklyn, or Miami is going to go to the conference finals. So which one of those three teams do you think makes the finals? Definitely, I I think, I definitely think Milwaukee. Oh, man, I'm all for a Bucks warriors finals. That To me, that's the closest thing we can get to a Cavs-Warriors finals. Milwaukee is right. a team just like Cleveland that kind of they've got their guy. They've got that generational talent in the, in Milwaukee in Giannis that 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 seems to be in his prime. So give me I I'm all for seven games of rooting for Milwaukee over Golden State in the NBA finals. Absolutely. I, Sorry to cut you off real fast, but that's why I was so definite in the East. Milwaukee is the best team in the East hands down all around. Well, I think I agree. Once once Giannis gets in that playoff mode and he and he goes like we've watched LeBron do so many times and turns into that different type of player that he knows that is necessary, 
oh, I'm all for it. Jeez, he's got ice in his veins. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's the, that's why with the West, it's it's gonna be like Golden State or Phoenix, one of those two, because the West, it's the West is the West. The West always is a toss up. Now, I mean. Obviously, you know, when it was Cavs, Warriors, it was every year it was going to be those two. But absolutely, Lakers didn't even make it to the playoffs. LeBron's not in the East dominating. So, yeah, and the Phoenix team is stacked. Let's see if they can remain healthy. Yeah, he's got to get himself out of there. Yeah, I would much rather see, uh, you know, a round two of Phoenix, Milwaukee, have them almost be the Cavs Warriors. That's almost, that, I agree almost with that you. saga, that dance every year. That's fine with me because I really don't want to see Golden State win another title. Call it hate and call it whatever you want. They got theirs over us, and there will always be that hate there. Go, Draymond can go be in the booth with Charles, be, be on NBA on TNT with Charles Barkley. Steph can go have – his wife cheat on him or whatever he's going to do. I'm done with the golden state warriors. Right. Uh, so give me uh, the problem with a son's bucks matchup for me is at that point, I don't give a shit who wins. Gotcha. I, I like having a rooting interest, but I would not be mad if the Suns won a championship. I also would not be mad if Milwaukee won a championship. Two teams did it the right way. Built, built, built some of their younger guys. Added some veterans. Got themselves to a championship. Here's the thing for me. Just like with Tampa Bay, I'm a big Phoenix guy. Love Phoenix, as you know. We've talked about it before. Yeah, I've spent Arizona a lot of time. Times. I've spent a lot of time down in the Phoenix area, Arizona. Awesome, just an awesome place to go. Love Phoenix, too. Love Tempe. Love all those cities down there. And I would love, you know. And another thing is, I hate Wisconsin. I absolutely hate the state of Wisconsin. So so, so you could choose one of the two. Yeah. I, I've, I been to, I've been to Wisconsin before. Only once. Did not enjoy my time. They're not the people... Uh, not the people that I was with. It was a fun time. Nice family that I went up with and everything like that. It was just, oh, it was just like going to uh, like some place in Portage County that isn't Kent. Yeah. It was just boring to shit. Yeah. I, I, I agree with you because I've been in Wisconsin too, but twice. The first time I we were visiting family in Fox Lake, Illinois, which is about an hour out of, outside of Chicago. We were going to the, it was the summertime. We went to the beach. So we went to this beach in Wisconsin. So that's all I remember about the first time. Boring ass beach too. So I agree with you. Boring place. And then the second, second time last year, uh, as you know, my sister's in the Navy. It was right before she was getting ready to be deployed. We decided to make a day trip to Chicago to kind of, it was around her birthday. So we went and we we were going to just do dinner with her and stuff. She was like, Hey, let's go to this cool place that we know in Wisconsin. I'm like, all right, it's only a 30 minute drive. Let's pull up to it. No big deal. We, we just drove five and a half hours. What's another 30 minutes to this place that she likes? So we go to it, and it's this, uh, it's this like, bratwurst place. And, and you walk in, and it's just a barn, bro. It's a barn with a bar 
and they serve different type of bratwurst and cheese. Like, like that's what Wisconsin is to me. Beer, bratwurst, and cheese, you know Wisconsin. Right. Hey, and don't get me wrong. Wisconsin probably has a lot to offer. But it was just, and I was in high school too. Yeah. So there wasn't really that, you know, that much we could do out there. And I guarantee if it was a completely different story, if, you know, I was 21 or in college and stuff going to Milwaukee or Madison or something like that. Yeah. Probably a whole different story. But when you're 16 and you can't really do that much stuff, except for hang out with somebody's family. And like I said, very nice family and whatnot, but it was just like, like, wow, I, I could have just stayed at home and hung out with my buddies and done more stuff. I know nobody out yeah, here. I could have chilled. I could have been chilling with somebody. I know. Right. But, but kind of back to people that kind of like hating on cities, Kyrie Irving and the Boston, well, the city of Boston, the fans of Boston, the Boston Celtics continue to have just this beef. And I thought nobody could hate Kyrie as much as the fans who were mad that he left Cleveland. But here we are in 2022, Boston Celtics fans decide that pussy, bitch, and all of the like are things that they're going to call Kyrie Irving. And he decides to take two birds, hide them behind his head so the cameras can't see him, and, and give them to the fans of Boston. I bring this up because do you think that it is good or bad for the league that these players are now telling fans to sit in their seat know their roles and cheer for them on the field. Absolutely. It is good for this league. Are you kidding me? Just like, you know, Fred Barnes superstore. Are you <laughs> kidding me? <laughs> this is fantastic for the league. It brings the fun back. What is one of the most memorable videos that gets shared around all the time, but at least once a year on its anniversary? Ron Artest punching that dude in the face in the miles. Malice at the Palace. Yeah. NBA players fighting fans. You loved it, you know, when the players are barking at the fans and the fans are barking back. I love it. I absolutely love it. I love this whole Kyrie versus the city of Boston. It, it's great for the sport. It brings more entertainment. And, you know, I, I just hate... I hate this whole concept that the NBA, the MLB, the NFL brings to where it's like, you know, you guys are just there to, you guys are there to be role models. What? Be, you know, you're just ignore them. Uh, what, what kind of real person when somebody's calling you a pussy bitch to your, your face? And this isn't, you know, this isn't like an NFL game when they're sitting 10 feet up on oh, no, the yeah. ground. These Not dudes are right at eye level. There's nothing holding you back from sitting there and just flipping this dude the bird and all the other stuff. And Boston fans, I don't even have to go into the no what they're notorious for. It's I'll bring it up like this. It's funny. Uh, you, you have something else to say because I'm probably going to go for a minute. Oh, no, I was just going to say I don't have to bring up what Boston fans are notorious for in one certain word they love to drop to players especially of a certain race. Well, and that's where I'm going to go with it is, uh, uh, you, I don't know if you've watched it yet. We've talked about it a couple of times. I mentioned it on the last show, but there's this show called winning time 
It's uh right now it's about the it's uh the story of the Los Angeles Lakers, but right now it's about the Magic Johnson era. And and, and Norm Nixon uh was one of the players for the Lakers at the time, but his character in the show is t- they they were getting ready to go play the Celtics and Larry Bird for the first time. And one of the players in the show starts talking about the Boston Garden and and the fans and and, and how they're the wrong color and and how it's how it's haunted. And, and every once in a while, you'll you, you'll hear a little leprechaun and, 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 and you'll hear him say the N word and, and it'll throw you off and you don't know where it comes from. He, he wasn't really talking about a little leprechaun. He was talking about them Boston fans. And, and these Boston fans get real disrespectful. And it's the reason we didn't like the Patriots. Me and you, now that Tom Brady is not in New England, can can guarantee we could both sit here and say that he's one of the greatest of all time. But the fact that he played in Boston for so long, we hated him. Speak for yourself. I, I, I like Tom Brady. I, well, well, there was always that sense of jealousy. And you would have liked, I think you would have liked him more if he wasn't in Boston. You would have oh, liked they- him more if he wasn't playing for the Patriots. I like him a lot better now that he's down here with my NFC team. Got to get you some Tom Brady brand golf gear. Hey, they, uh, we flew in and there was they had the PGA Tour shop in the airport. Almost had to uh, had to pick something up. It was only right. twenty bucks. They had a sale. There was twenty bucks for these nice ass golf shirts. I I probably should have picked them up. Maybe I'll get you one on the way back. I'm all for it. I appreciate it. Like I like PGA Tour everything. I don't have any PGA Tour official stuff. That's awesome. I forgot they were down there, down there this uh, this week. They were, I think it's like the Heritage RBC Open or something like that. I forgot they were down there. That's cool. Uh, what, what was I? What was my thought? But yeah. Oh, so okay. so Boston. Tom Brady. We, Boston in general is what I want to get back to. It's these fans in a way. Are, are kind of entitled to to this this way and i i know back in the day bill like they they had this dynasty they have 17 titles i get that uh also on the show the guy's telling the story about how, how bill russell won them 11 titles and after the 11th the next day somebody broke in and shit on his bed yeah because he was black and, and it's just like we don't need to go in the race about it because that's not what I wanted to talk about. We we both know the racial issues in, in, in America, especially in Boston. But for, for I agree with you that these players, if you're going to talk shit to them, by all means, they're the ones with the talent. They're the ones put this is their livelihood. Why can't they talk it back? If there's a guy sitting on the sideline like we saw a couple weeks ago with the Kevin Durant video who's telling Kevin Durant, who even if we don't like him, I think we could both admit he's one of the best scorers in all of the NBA. If you're sitting there telling that dude he sucks, he has every right to tell you to shut up and sit in your seat. Right. You paid to come see that dude play basketball. Another killing in Florida just happened. (laughs) Like, it's all right, man. We we knew there'd be sirens with, with you sitting in. Oh, but that that was that was, but yeah. I'm just uh, real fast. I'm on four percent on this, so I'm gonna have to move seats real fast. So while you're going, I'm just gonna move. Okay, yeah. Do your thing. Get yourself set up, and we'll. I'll I'll keep it going. So 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 now that I'm talking to the fans and not Ethan, let's talk about Boston and kind of just 
why Kyrie does these things. Kyrie left Cleveland and and thought he was coming to a city in Boston that was going to accept him for who he was, who we all knew he was, and, and things like this. And it just never happened. And I know we ended up leaving, and there might be that hate for him. But above all of the hate, I can hate somebody and still respect how they play the game of basketball. You cannot hate somebody given given the, these nasty remarks, nasty not, just saying these very terrible things to a guy like Kyrie Irving and not expect a retaliation. He goes in his press conference after the game, tells us what was being said to him, and, and basically asks the media, what on earth do you think he should have done? Do you think he should have went in and he, he flipped the guy the bird? You think he should have went and punched the guy? He decided to 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 kind of live up to his his kind of peaceful nature and, and not hit this guy. But he's gonna retaliate. Only so many people can hear that they're they're a b word or or a pussy for for so many times without being like, oh my god, this is just just nuts. Like it it, it it's it's uncalled for to to give this to do this for this guy it's uncalled for to have any of this happen and i think it's but on the other hand i think it's good for the league the league they are only going to get more people coming to this game tomorrow night because of the story of Kyrie versus boston i know that it's a big series boston versus brooklyn brooklyn nets are supposed to be this super team that's supposed to be really good and they're only the 7 seed but you're, the story behind Game 2 tomorrow night, or it might even be tonight. I haven't looked at the schedule. I need to know the schedule because I'm going to tune into it. Because the story now of Kyrie doing this sells tickets. It's going to get him viewership. So so to, to, to kind of back, back what Kyrie did, but also kind of give you the argument that it's good for the league, it's only going to bring in more viewers. Everybody's going to tune in tomorrow night for game two in Boston to see what Kyrie Irving is going to do. They know the fans are going to make signs. They're going to, they're, they might even have fat heads in the, in the audience of Kyrie Irving crying. They're going to give Kyrie Irving the most shit possible they can in hopes that we see on TV Kyrie Irving retaliate. And it's only going to get people to view it even more. But like I said, if you're going to talk shit, Kyrie Irving has absolutely every bit of reason to talk shit back. Don't, I mean, he could have, he could, like you said with Ron Artest, he could have came in and punched them guys. He could have jumped in that crowd and punched that dude that was giving him crap and, instead of, instead of just flipping him the bird. He, ch- he chose to, to, to not choose violence, flipped him the bird, went on, had a hell of a game. Boston, the Celtics end up getting the last laugh uh, after Jason Tatum hit the game-winning layup because Kevin Durant blew his assignment. But I think it's only good for the league. Moving on from kind of the NBA playoffs, now that we've got Ethan back, we'll move on to the Cavs really quick, who were in the play-in tournament, but after a very good start to the season, end up ultimately not making the playoffs in what I won't call a disappointment because they probably – shouldn't have been there anyways beginning of the year like i said we wouldn't have thought they were even in this spot they they fall out of the playoffs lost on monday to brooklyn 
Lost a close one to Atlanta on Friday at like after Trey Young went crazy in the second half. That's. Do you have anything to say about the Cavs? Like a um, look, they fell apart during that game. They were up by 15 points at one point. 15 points at one point, but they were up at one point and let this team come back and beat them. Uh, there's no excuse for that. They, no, not at all. they, they just, they didn't play to the potential that we have seen them play throughout the season, especially now with Jared Allen back and Darius Garland back and all those guys. And where the hell was Kevin Love? Why did they, why were they having him play on shortened minutes? The, the, the rotation in that game, I agree with you, was just random. I agree. Kevin Love is a guy that averages at least 19 this season. And I know this because I've heard it talked about it and I looked it up. He averaged 19 points a game against the, the, the Atlanta Hawks this year. He got 10 minutes on Friday. I don't know if he was like injured or if he just like they were taking advantage of something that JB saw and it just wasn't working. But he got 10 minutes on Friday and that's a veteran that's been to the NBA finals. You just can't do that. It just don't work that way. Um so so yeah, I agree. Disappointing loss because I believe they were the better team on Friday night, but I can't call it a disappointing season. Yeah. To talk about if this season, to go back to last week, if this season was a disappointment or a success or not, obviously I'm not going to sit there and say that it was a success because it wasn't. They got knocked out in the second round of the play-in tournaments. Yeah. But I will say this. Just like I said last week, they are on the right path that they need to be for such a young team with some veterans thrown in. I don't know why they kept throwing Rondo in there. Rondo is good for this team just as the veteran that he is with the experience he has. He's been there, right? You all, yeah. you guys, everybody remembers like the 08 Celtics and everything like that. He was playing with KG. He was playing with Ray Allen. He was playing with all those guys. So maybe keep him around just for experience for the young guys. Do I want Darius Garland hanging around him? Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Because that's the path that these Cavs are on. So was the season disappointing? Absolutely. The season wasn't disappointing. The season was fun to watch. The outcome at the end was disappointing. Absolutely. And it just, it, fuels excitement for the future and i sound like a classic cleveland fan because i am i've heard it my whole life i think my first words were there's always next year uh-huh. <laughs> the, 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 i mean it's the classic cleveland trope you, you, you can't go wrong there but 
but but I agree with you. But it's it's not even just like hopeless optimism like most Cleveland fans always were. There there is real optimism around this team as long as they continue to make the right moves. That this team is not only a playoff contender next year, but possibly a conference finals finals contender next year as long as they make the right moves. I think the problem with Rondo is is they wanted they brought him in so much to be that veteran, but they also wanted him to play the Rubio role that Rubio was playing earlier this season, and he just couldn't. Uh, so, so that's where I'm at with that. But we don't have to get too far into that. We're kind of we actually made some good time on this. Let's go ahead and get into our final quarter. Uh, we call it that because we start talking about football. More specifically, we've mentioned it two weeks in a row. The Baker Mayfield podcast finally came out. It was called the uh, the You Already Know podcast, right? Something like that. Yeah. Uh, We'll put it in the comments. We'll give them the credit in the comments to make sure. I don't know exactly what it's called. I don't care about those dudes. I care about any getting podcast, and that's really it. But when they have a quarterback for the Browns on it, we're going to listen. Baker Mayfield goes on, and he starts talking about how he felt disrespected because the Browns told him one thing and then went and did another. It's business, baby. Uh, and then the thing I want to talk about is the the – People would crumble if I went to their cubicle and started booing the shit out of them. To me, like I, I like I said, I'll always have love for Maker Mayfield, but it shows kind of immaturity in, in that sense. Who cares what the fans think? Really? Right, I, I, I can see where what he meant by you know a little crumble because that that definitely throws you off. That kills the confidence that you have, but at the same time, it's not like he was a small school guy. He went to, he played at Texas Tech, and then he went, then he, like, kind of, whatever. He was at Texas Tech, and then he went to Oklahoma. It's not like dude was playing, it's not like he was Ben Roethlisberger coming from Miami of Ohio, <clears throat> you know. He never played a big-time game. Right. And if he did, they got the hell beat out of him. Yeah. You know, it's not like uh, some of these guys coming in, obviously, uh, just as an example, somebody like Carson Wentz playing at NDSU. Granted, NDSU is the best school. They're like the Ohio State, Alabama. Of, of their the, shit, yeah. Of the, yeah, of the FCS. Yeah. But that's still a small school because before that, who really knew of NDSU as like this big football school, except for something they talked about on ESPN for two, literally two minutes. When, and when, when, when the FCS playoffs were happening and that's really it. Yeah. So he, he should be used to that, to that pressure, the fans booing him, you know, playing uh, in the red river shootout. And everything like that. So he should be used to the booing whatnot. Dude, you went number one overall. You should be prepared. You won the Heisman and whatnot. You should be used to people chirping you up and down the block. And granted, he loves to have the chip on his shoulder. That is Baker's thing. But you got to be used to that. You know, and and you went to Lake Travis you pretty sure you won a Texas championship, Texas high school championship. Uh, you should be used to it by now. 
but I, I do, I, I see both sides of the, both sides of the, the field, whatever. I, I, I can understand what he's saying. Like you said, where, yeah, the, the average person will crumble to be, but they're, they're, they're not football players, right? They're not quarterbacks. They didn't play at two D one schools. They didn't go number one in the NFL draft. They weren't cocky Baker Mayfield. Where's that guy? Where's the guy that shook his nuts at Kansas his junior year at Oklahoma? Where's the guy that planted the flag at Ohio State? Where's the guy who came in and set the rookie record for touchdowns in the NFL? I want... If that guy was still around, he'd probably be the Browns quarterback. Yeah. He'd be the franchise guy. Deshaun Watson wouldn't have even been thought of. Right. And it, it, get it. We've talked about it too much. Don't want to harp on it. Yes, he had the injury. Yeah, he had that slump season where he threw the dummy amount of interceptions. Get it. But bounce back. This should be another chip on your shoulder. Shut these fans up. Somebody should have told him about the 2014 Browns. And this is going to be my transition from this to him talking on the podcast. Somebody should have told him about the 2014 Browns when Brian Hoyer was winning games, when they were the Cardiac Kids 2.0. Yeah. Right? And the fans... One interception and the fans were chanting, we want Johnny. We want Johnny. That little idiot Johnny. Uh, And Brian Hoyer, literally, his jersey is in Canton right now because he had the biggest comeback victory over the Titans that season. They were on their way to the playoffs. But no, this is where it transitions to the other thing. The Haslam's had this plan where they wanted to make this money and tap into the Johnny Manziel, uh, the Johnny Manziel, uh, what am I persona. trying to say? Here? More persona and the, persona um, thing. Yeah, the, the, the craze. Yeah, the, the Johnny Manziel brand, Money Manziel. And so they were deliberately telling Josh Gordon and other people, this is what I truly believe. I don't know if this is true or not, but it seemed that way that they were telling these guys, you know, don't run these routes. You could see it. The first time I saw it was the Saints game when they were down at uh, Mercedes-Benz uh, Stadium, Dome, whatever it's called. Uh, and Josh Gordon was on a route, wide open, just smoked the secondary Hoyer threw a beautiful pass to the end zone and he quit running and let it go. And he had a perfect touchdown. You saw it all throughout that season. So that's what the Haslam's do. That's what they do. And guess what? They were sick of Baker probably because they tapped out all the money that they could get out of Baker and they were ready for something new. And that was Deshaun Watson. So they were willing to put up with all the criticism the complete shit show that comes with Deshaun Watson, everything, uh, all the other owners and executives being pissed that they're doing this. Yeah. Just, just to get a new face and just to sell new 
merchandise just to sell season tickets to get that hope back to trick these Browns fans into it, just like they did with Johnny Manziel to Brian Hoyer. So I'm not surprised that happened. And I do agree with Baker on that one. Yeah, and he should be pissed that they did that because it was deliberate. No, no, yeah, there's no doubt in my mind he has an, a, a right to be mad. And when I said it's, it's business, it happens, I it's because it does. And, and we're so used to it that, that like, I'm not mad. Like, I'm not going to be mad. I, I, I could have saw this coming. Like, I, I can't be mad because this is what happens. Baker, absolutely, as the guy that was employed that's getting replaced, absolutely. By all means, be mad, but don't be surprised it, it is where I'm at with it. Be mad because you lost your job and you're going to have to go play in Seattle or Carolina, but don't be surprised because Carolina or Seattle might do it to you. Well, here's the thing that I understand with Baker being pissed and the Browns fans don't get, and they're the ones sitting there saying, Baker's a crybaby, blah, blah, blah. He's mad. He's just butthurt. He has every right to be pissed because you know what? He should be in Indianapolis right now. He should be in Atlanta right now. He should already be in Seattle. Oh, well, yeah. It's he should be in Carolina. Move. They're not going to trade him because they're asking too much because the Haslam's and the Cleveland Browns organization is too scared because of the what if. What if Baker Mayfield went to the Colts? What if he went to the Falcons? What if he does go to Seattle or to Carolina and he ends up taking them deep into the playoffs taking them to a potential AFC or NFC championship and hell even winning a Super Bowl and Baker's back baby and he's dug in or whatever the hell he was doing what he used to do he's grabbing his dick he's planting the flag right in the center of that helmet telling the Haslam's to go fuck themselves on national television they were scared of that so they're holding out and other teams know that they're holding out, so they're just going to wait till Baker goes into free agency because why try and give him all that money when yeah. Baker's up in a year? Yeah. I'm, and, if I'm, and if I'm Baker Mayfield and the Browns continue to do that and he doesn't get a spot and he's still on that roster, I would show up every day on time. I would show up early to OTAs. I would show up to training camp early because you know what? That's going to be another shitstorm media frenzy to talk to Baker Mayfield, and it's going to be a distraction for the rest of the Cleveland Browns team. Now, do I want that as a Browns fan? No. Yeah. But if I'm Baker Mayfield, I'm doing that. I am driving the Haslam's and the Browns team and the teammates. Maybe not the teammates because the teammates probably get it, but everybody crazy because every question is going to be about me. Yeah. They're going to be, what's going on with Baker? Why is he still here? Any thoughts on trading? Blah, blah, blah. Well, bang, it, bang, bang. It's just going to distract everybody. It's going to totally mess up the whole rhythm. And it only helps his image, right? He's showing up right. and doing the job. And it's a free workout. He's training. He's working out. He's making passes. He's running plays. And other teams are going to have all of that footage of him to show off how his non-throwing arm shoulder's doing, how it's healed up. Maybe. I, I, I mean, I could see him doing something like that, but I could also see in the Browns pool what they did with the, what the Texans did with uh, Deshaun Watson. Hey, I know you're on our team, but go home. Right. Like, hey, like, I... Which, and then at that point, he don't even have to show up every day, and it already saves his image because he, he could just be like, well, I tried showing up. They were going to keep me on the team. I was going to show up, do my job, be, be, be the backup if that's what they wanted me to be. 
and and move forward. Uh, I agree with you in all of that. Uh, real, real fast. One last thing. If they do do that and tell him, do do. If they do do that and tell him to go home and stuff, and not okay. Yeah. Hmm. If I'm Baker Mayfield, what am I going to do to get show people how my arm's doing? Oh, I'm going to go to Oklahoma. Yeah. And I'm going to train with their wide receivers, their new kids coming up, or their guys getting ready for their junior, senior year before the draft, and I'm working out with those guys. I'm working out with the quarterbacks. I'm doing what I did in 2017 before the 2018 draft. Yeah. That's just what you, you know, yeah. keep that tape out there and just keep showing these teams what you can do, and it's going to take that stock up, up, up. You might not agree. People might not agree that he's t- if he's top ten, but he's definitely top thirty-two. So as long as he keeps his name out there, uh, I I don't have a problem with Baker after the podcast. Didn't have a problem with him before it. I don't think he said anything that I surprised that surprised me. I thought it was surprising he didn't go on there and bash bash Cleveland. Uh, well, the Browns at least. Uh, he did. He didn't bash the team. He didn't bash the city. He didn't go out like we see all these other athletes doing, where 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 they head to a different city and burn the bridge on the way out. They they or I'll say head to this different city and burn the river on the way out. Uh, there you go. But 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 yeah. So that's that. But but back to Cleveland Browns football. A big big thing that they did this week is well today. Signing Denzel Ward, uh, their top cornerback, to a five-year extension. That extension is worth a hundred and a half million dollars. Seventy-one and a quarter of that is guaranteed money. A guy that I wasn't sure they'd spend the money on. Uh, a guy that I'd like, I would have liked them to spend the money on. But with them spending as much as they did on quarterback, I was worried Denzel was going to be a casualty of that. I am very happy he is not. Denzel can now get paid and continue to work towards being one of the top corners in the NFL like he already is and can just continue to work on his game. Very exciting that they locked up Denzel for the next five years. Uh, good cornerback is something you need on that defense. That defense in the second year, in this with the, in this second year, Delpit being be kind of going into his second full year. Jacob Phillips, all Anthony Walker, all of these guys. As long as they kind of solidify the rest of that defensive line, that defense could be really good this year. Starting with the warden on the outside, they just paid. I really like this move that Cleveland did. And one of the main reasons I like it is because their defense, besides their secondary, is one of the best in the National Football League. What have I been preaching for, God, how many years? Their, their secondary is trash. They brought in some Bejo. They brought in all these guys. Finally, last season, they started making the moves, actually bringing in and spending money on secondary players. Yes, there was injuries and whatnot going on there. Hopefully, these guys are back and healthy. But the number one thing that they needed to do was pay Denzel Ward. Look, they drafted him high. Good. Love it. That worked out. He's not Justin Gilbert. You know, that's why last week was talking about it was Justin Gilbert and Johnny Manziel that threw out the first yeah. pitch. But he's, he's not Justin Gilbert. Some hack, some scrub, some guy that's not even in the NFL anymore, not even on a practice squad. 
I don't even think he made it two full years. Yeah, he's a bust. He's a big old bust. One of the biggest busts in Browns history. But for if sure, they, if they keep improving on that secondary, spend the money on that secondary. Perfect. That's exactly what this team needs to excel. Well, I like it. I'm happy. And, uh, I, and it it makes him at the age of 24 the highest paid cornerback in the NFL, which is obviously what that gets the highest paid whatever in the NFL it gets broken every other day because yeah, yeah, I was gonna, it'll get it'll get broken until the next defensive back gets paid. Yeah. So it's his until the next guy gets paid. Yeah. It's it's just kind of a title that happens. And he is not Joe Hayden. Just like somebody, speaking of Baker Mayfield, that's tearing down, talking bad about the city like Joe Hayden did when he went to Pittsburgh. And he's not Joe Hayden because he actually plays full seasons if he's not actually injured. He doesn't just, oh, I I got a concussion. Joe Hayden has had so many concussions, you would think he would be mumbling and stumbling on the field right now. Dude shouldn't even be able to talk straight. Right, you have a concussion so bad you can't play on Sunday, but on Saturday you're at a New Year's Eve or Friday, Saturday you're at a New Year's Eve party at, at a club popping champagne. I mean, that concussion. Does it surprise but, you? Towards towards the end of his Brown tenure, that's how it was. He was he wasn't playing on Sunday, but that night he would be go and watch LeBron at the Cavs game. Like, right. Like, oh well, you're fine. And I know it's right. different. It's a little different in terms of physicality, but but still, it's an image thing when it comes to these type of things. Is you can't do that. You can't not show up for your job and then go out. It's like us calling. It's like the normal average person calling off work and then showing up for a sandwich or something at their place of employment. It's just, you can't do that. It, you know, like you're out in the. I think the biggest thing with this for me is Denzel is now going to make big money while these other guys that have this very good potential are, are still cheap. Grant Delpit's still on a rookie deal. Greg Newsom is only going into his second year, showed some potential. Ronnie Harrison shows some potential. They brought him back for, for what seems seems to be a, a really small deal. Well, not what seems to be what is a really small deal. So, so Denzel's getting paid this big money, but nobody else in the secondary is. And, and all these guys have potential to only get better. I think Greg Newsom... Who, who, despite dealing with a couple injuries last year, really good. Grant Delpit, last year was his first year back from tearing up his leg completely. It's going to take him some time to get in it, but he looked good at the end of last year. Um, chasing down quarterbacks in the backfield and stuff like that is what we want to see Grant Delpit do, almost like a Ed Reed type guy. And you can't, Ed Reed's one of the greatest of all time in terms of safety, so you can't be that guy. But, but that type of situation. All these guys are on cheap deals. Denzel's getting paid his money. It it, it can only it can only go up from there. But mm-hmm. and it's and it's money well spent. He has shown that he actually wants to be in Cleveland. He can produce. He plays his heart out on you know yeah on the gridiron. He's out there playing. He's not messing around. He's not like he's not. I already have my money, so why not? Why not play to my full potential? Yeah. He's out there giving his full potential, and hopefully it stays that way. Like I said last week, yeah, big contract, yeah. bad luck in Cleveland. Let's hope he is the one nah. to break that trend. I think he, I think Denzel will be okay. 
Um, Because like you said, he shows up, he does the work, and you can't name me five guys better than Denzel Ward at cornerback. You can't. I don't think you can. Maybe they're fries. <laughs> joke, yeah, I got you. Uh, but but that's kind of all I have for this week, man. We 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 didn't think we'd get an hour. We're, we're actually almost an hour and ten in. So that's kind of all I have for this week. You got anything else? Yes, I have. Uh-oh. This day in sports history. I'm going to make this one a quick one. I'm going to get to the facts and to the point. This day in sports history, April 19th, 1991. April 19th, 1991. One day away from everybody's favorite day of the year. Evander Holyfield beats George Foreman in 12 rounds for the heavyweight boxing title, two of the greatest boxers to ever step in the ring, going 12 rounds too, something you hardly ever see nowadays unless it's a welterweight matchup. Yeah, yeah, but for sure. Two, two heavyweights in there, 12 rounds, just beating each other's brains to mush. Gotta love it. I wish I was around to see that because, I mean, I've seen the replays, but to see it live would have been amazing. Yeah, could, I couldn't imagine watching that type of matchup live. Because I mean, at that point, you're 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 leaving the Foreman era of heavyweight wrestling, kinda, and you're heading into that Holyfield Tyson era. So, like, I look at heavyweights in boxing in terms of the different eras, like Klitschko until now until recently where it was Wilder and Fury. Before that, you had the Tysons, the Holyfields, the the Foreman. The, it, it, there's been so many great heavyweights, but when you have two guys like that who who you could, if you argued that either one of them were the greatest of all time in heavyweight boxing, nobody would call you nuts. Right, and, and that's like sitting there, you know, that's like watching Balboa Creed. That you know, that's like watching uh, Balboa Drago. Yeah, but in real life. But 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 yeah, non-fictional characters. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Just just the pinnacle of boxing, April nineteenth, nineteen ninety one. Absolutely. Like I said, I'm jealous of everybody that got to watch that in real time, in real life. Like I said, I was still swimming around, hanging out at that time. I wasn't even a thought. So trust me, I know what it feels like. There's people alive that have watched five Cowboys Super Bowls and I've never seen one. Right. I I mean, it's absolutely wild. Uh, Those guys are lucky. That's why I try to catch every, you know, I I caught almost every single Wilder Fury fight. uh, Yeah, I've seen every every Stipe fight. Well, if you because if you're right, if you get guys like that, you have to tune in. Nobody until Fury fought Wilder. A lot of people didn't know who Tyson Fury was. I did. Be, I did because I'm personally into boxing like that. But not many people before Wilder knew who that was. But when you take this guy, you're telling me is the lineal champion, greatest ever, never been beat for his title, and you're you're matching him up against people who argue is probably the most powerful guy to ever grace great grace a boxing ring in Deontay Wilder. It's must see television, even though. There were three fights, 
and Fury won all three of them going away. Mm-hmm. Like it still had you tuning in for two and three because even though Fury was outclassing this guy all over the place, Deontay Wilder still had that one punch in him. You thought it's right, and and too, it's it's just like yeah, oh, absolutely, it's just absolutely crazy, and it's just like watching uh, Pacquiao Mayweather. Yeah, you had to tune in for that. Right. It ended up being a terrible fight, but you had to tune in for it. It's like it's like uh, Balboa and Mister when he fought Mister T. That's just like when McGregor fought Mayweather. Everybody tuned into that because it was just such a crazy scenario. It was taken right out of the Rocky series. Yeah, pretty much, right? It's so crazy. You thought it was might have been a comedy sketch, so you had to tune in. It, it's 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 live sports, <laughs> and it's the reason why men or women or whoever you are so passionate about sports because even if it's this thing that's unknown it writes its own story and no but nothing can tell a story better than live sports there is nothing better than sports and you put it the best way there is nothing that can write a better story or a better movie that's why they call them cinderella stories the greatest fairy tale that you know that people say that there's quite a few that i think are better personally but people say cinderella is great it's a cinderella story rags to riches you know well exactly uh there's nothing better at telling there's the million offer million authors authors that may that have made millions of dollars sorry sports tells a better story to me to people that are passionate about sports and it, it engulfs us we love it it makes our heart throb. It makes us feel like we're having a heart attack. It makes us choke up. It makes us cry. It, right. Throw You throw your hat, and it can be an anger and celebration. Uh, if you're the type of person to punch walls, you punch walls. Not hard, though, because that's how you end up with a boxer fracture. Don't punch a locker. That could be yeah. the dumbest thing don't, you have to do. Don't do that stuff. I've seen people rip shirts off. I've cried in the corner when the Cavs won a title. I've it's we don't need to talk, keep going about our love to sports. Where can they follow you, my man? You can follow me on twitter.com at E T H E T H Simpson C G O D. You can follow me on Instagram at E T H Simpson. You can follow my main man, Brendan, at... On Twitter at BWardCLE, Instagram at B.Ward52. Do not forget to follow the podcast on Twitter at PodcastGiven. Instagram is at AnyGivenPodcast. Facebook.com slash AnyGivenPodcast. Do not forget to subscribe to the YouTube. Come on, guys. You can do it. Thank you guys for tuning in to this episode of Any Given Podcast. You guys have a wonderful and fantastic rest of your week. God bless. Stay blessed.